It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, we want to get you rethinking a few things today, as we always try to do on this program. It's pretty common belief that uh, most people think that Republicans want, you know, smaller federal government. Democrats want bigger federal government, greater decision-making power. Uh, But is that really the case? Uh, There's an interesting new uh, Scott Rasmussen poll uh, that says we may not be nearly as far apart on this idea of federalism, this local control, states rights and state control uh, as we think there is. Uh, So let me give you the data from our friend Scott Rasmussen. This was a national poll. Uh, 64% of voters want the Supreme Court to be more supportive of individual freedom over government regulation. 68% of voters believe it's better that decisions are made at the state and local governments, not the federal government. Uh, so that's the the really interesting one to me. 68%, that's a big number uh, in today's polling world, that 68% of voters believe that uh, things are done much better at the state and local level than they are at the, the national or the federal level. And uh, so that's often where the, the debate lies is, is this federalism? Is this something that the states sh- should be able to drive and take care of? Uh, or does it need to be done from the federal level? And uh, really interesting, uh, as I said at the top of the segment, Most people say, well, you know, Republicans are more likely to focus on federalism than Democrats. Although, amazingly, uh, during President Trump's administration, uh, a lot of Democrats uh, found a little religion in federalism. uh, That suddenly they decided, well, maybe we don't want that. Maybe we don't want that federal program. Maybe maybe we should have the states do this. Uh, And, of course, the Republicans are now doing that under the Biden administration, saying now, you know, this big top down uh, centralized government approaches is not really the answer. And so to me, the interesting thing is while that debate goes back and forth, and it usually depends on if you're in power or not, uh, where that debate goes. Uh, but there's also some interesting things just to, to think through uh, in terms of, of people's view of that. So again, often we think of this as a liberal versus conservative debate. Uh, and that conservatives, you know, want that limited government, more power to the states. Uh, Democrats want it to be more uh, top down, you know, from a big command and control central planning. Uh, but the interesting thing to me is often it's it's your experience that really drives it. Uh, there was a, an interesting exchange between a couple members of Congress, one Republican, one Democrat, uh, and they were kind of asking each other. Because they agreed on so many things. Well, wait a minute. Why are you a Republican? Or why are you a Democrat? And the interesting thing was it often had to do with their experience with either federal government, big national government, or local government. And as they had this conversation, the, the Democrat had grown up in the South and had seen what happens when you have a very corrupt local government that small towns and small cities uh, and experienced uh, some of the 
horrible things, uh, the racial profiling and some of the things that took place uh, where this member of Congress was from. And so he had great distrust of local government. And so his view was it's got to be better if it's a federal thing. The other member of Congress, a Republican, had grown up in a place where it was the federal government. It was the national government that was corrupt. And so, of course, things look better to do it at the local level. So sometimes we just have to step back and and ask a few more questions. Uh, I love starting with the question, help me understand. Just help me understand. Where are you coming from? And what do you believe about that? Now, we shared on the program yesterday... A really interesting exchange. Uh, This took place uh, on late night television, Stephen Colbert. And uh, it went from late night comedy to a a late night civics lesson, uh, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, Stephen Colbert had on his program uh, Ken Burns and Mandy Patinkin, uh, who were part of this new PBS special on the life of Ben Franklin. And it is great. You should watch it. Uh, they cover everything, the good, the bad, the ugly of, of Ben Franklin. And Ken Burns framed it in terms of what we learn about ourselves today as we look back in history. Uh, I want to tie it into this idea of, of federalism and that both Democrats and Republicans can, can get behind some things being handled better at the local level. And so at one point, Stephen Colbert asked Mandy Potankin, who, who gives voice to Franklin in this documentary and does a brilliant job. Uh, Potankin described his studying and preparation to be the voice of Ben Franklin and what he learned. And what he learned were some very interesting connections to this whole idea of federalism. And that having a smaller federal government and really strong, robust communities was really the answer. Take a listen. How often he would sit and listen for the longest period of time while the others spoke. And he would wait for his turn. And then he would offer gold. He had a patience. But most of all, as Ken just said, he had compromise. And he, you know... when, when they signed the, the Declaration of Independence, they say it's July 4th. It was actually July 2nd, I learned. And there were 130 ships waiting to come into New York to attack with, you know, to attack our revolutionary army, to end the dream of Franklin and his compatriots of America, to stop it. There were 300 ships in total and all the king's men waiting for us. And where else have we just seen that image but in Ukraine, where the entire Russian army was circling this country to destroy it? And I went, where have I seen that picture before? I saw it in this documentary. I saw it in these books. This was the history of our country. Of us. And of us. And, and it continually repeats itself. And we have to remember that we are all refugees. And he was a refugee. He came here. He... 
He came here, no taxation without representation. I want a voice in my government. I want to be a part of the people. I want to have a business. I want to have a, a life. I want to say, I don't want to be a subject. And all of us, all of our ancestors came to this country for that dream. And we have to remember refugees who are suffering from conflict, co- climate change, COVID-19, all over the world, every day. This is a problem that will never go away. And we have to fight for not losing the ability to listen to our uncles, brothers, sisters, friends, cousins who are on the polar opposite side of our belief system. Uh, Great words there. Uh, We cannot lose our ability to listen and to look to communities. We need bigger citizens, more heroic communities. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.